Jake has reeled me back in. We are back with another episode of Truth Serum. Um, I am very excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here because here, I'll say it for you. This is my shirt. You know where to go to get it. Um, and if you don't, I'll let you know again later. Huh? Are you talking to me? Sorry, we, we got the big boss in the room, you know. He's leaving. I'm with you. Hey, Ada, how, yeah. how you doing? Stop <laughs> disrupting my show. <laughs> Stop disrupting my show. Yeah, do you want him to come in there? Because he'll he'll do it. He can come in here if he wants. I'm not scared of him, <laughs> but he's scared of me. She's Puerto Rican. You better be careful. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we are, anyway, sorry for that interruption. We are back. Uh, Dondre Whitfield is in the house with us. Jake is back. We're feeling good. We got hey, everybody. things we want to talk about. We're no longer being muzzled by political correctness. No one has handcuffed us here. We speak our piece and uh, in hopes that we can engage some intelligent conversation and get people talking about the things that matter again. That's right. That's right. So how are you? I am well, and thank you so much for having me back. You know I had to have you back. You, I, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was, because I've had, a, a, we've had quite some, uh, quite a few people here Jake, right? We've had some oh, sure, some interesting sure. people. You have my wife here. Your wife she's came. She's interesting. She was also very... Um, she's militant. She was very militant. Yeah, she's very militant. Sally spoke her piece. Her and Jake agreed on a couple of things. We did. She was a lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, that was nicely put. <laughs> she could be a jerk, I know. <laughs> no, she was actually very, very nice. Um, yeah, I thought so too, really. She was great. She was great. Maybe at home or something, but yeah. out here, like, working and stuff, she was um, very engaging and wonderful. Yes. No, yeah. she is. I, I, I make fun, but uh, for sure. I love my wife. She's awesome. We love her too, yeah. so shout out to Sally yes. Richardson Whitfield. You better, be- uh, you better know it, <laughs> Sally Richardson Whitfield. Boom. <laughs> So we um we're gonna jump right to it. We're gonna talk. We have a few things we want to talk about. The interesting thing is when we pull topics for the show, I didn't realize how closely connected you are to all of these topics today. Right. Because uh, you are on BET. Yes. And you were on the Cosby Show. Yes. And so two of the things we were talking about today: the Million Man March and Raven Simone. Yes. So uh, we also want to invite you to participate in the conversation, 855-878-4652. Here we respect each other and we agree to disagree. If you have an opinion that is not popular with those of us that are here, you're still in a safe space. Just be respectful of the people that you're talking to because we uh, we take it to the village here. We keep it old school. And we will berate you if you're not in line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we... Um, I did not know that you attended the Million Man March. I actually attended with my with my son, who's six years old. Beautiful. Uh, so 20 years ago, let me just say this: I um, I did not attend the the original. Okay. And 
um, I never forgave myself for it because I honestly felt like I allowed myself to, I allowed, no, I should, no I'm not gonna blame it on the industry. I allowed myself okay. to scare myself out of being a man. Oh, wow. That's deep. So I was not being a man by allowing what I thought the industry was going to do to me if I said I wasn't going to work on that day and that I was going to go and be with my people okay. for the Million Man March. I'm just being real. Absolutely. And so at that point, I was, uh, I was a grown male wearing the uniform of a man and stuck in boyhood. Okay, that's, that's uh, I think that, that that has depth, you know, being able to have that type of perspective about oneself is, that's what true growth is. For sure, that's growth. So let me ask you this, did you see any man there that wasn't black? I did see a few that were, well, let me just put it this way. The people that I did see uh, the majority of the people I saw were black and brown people. Okay. So uh, African American and and Latino folks. Right. So. Um, because I've never heard anyone say that it was the Million Black Man March. That's right. So I never heard anyone say I just heard the Million Man March. It's a That's day right. for atonement for That's men. Right. That's right. And men to be men. That's right. I did see people of uh, uh, non-color. Okay. Or those that are uh, absent of color. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or melanin. A few albinos. A few, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was all peace. Of and course what it I, was. What I love, of course it was, because, and the reason I, I posted this on Facebook, I said um, there were um, millions of black and brown men assembled. Uh, and and women also right I sisters saw that. were sisters were representing also um, that were assembled uh, at this gathering and um, no one got killed no one got robbed and no one got injured and you didn't hear about it and yeah. you know why because no one got killed no one got robbed and no one got injured so that being said there's a lot of controversy behind the the way that there was a lack of media attention though during the Baltimore riots. Uh, the the <laughs> journalists were fighting for coverage. Yes. You know, they were elbowing each other to get into the right place, to get the right, to be in the right proximity to capture stuff. In this particular situation, where which was without incident, which we have to keep reminding people, right? That many people gathered, that many people of color. There was it was all peaceful. There was no coverage. Uh, C-SPAN did some coverage, I think. It was just yeah. C-SPAN. Yeah. Um, but there is a call to boycotting BET mm -hmm. because uh, people of color feel that if anybody should have covered, covered it, it, it should have been BET-centric should have covered it, um, TV1, the mm -hmm. outlets that own the own network. These are the networks that you know, uh, whose target demographics are people of color. Yes. And there was no coverage. Yes. And there was a, there's a really big, there's outrage. Yes. And I hate to use the word outrage because we use it so much now. But there is an outpour of people wanting to know why. Why. And, uh, and you know, and, and feeling like they shouldn't support BET anymore because they do, you know, they do show programming that is, 
um, that sets black people backwards. Why not something that sets them forward? Absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, I, I know what people are going to people are, right now. They're anticipating what my answer is going to be. Well, he's not going to say anything bad about that because he's on a show on BET. So why would he have anything disparaging to say uh-huh. about this particular incident? Well, you don't have to be disparaging. Right? Well, here's my thing. First of all, black people don't own BET. Right. I'm sorry. I, I told too much truth there. That's my fault. <laughs> it's truth serum. Black okay. people don't own BET. So it's not surprising that it wasn't covered. Right. Now, with that said, I think that uh, despite me being on a, well, let's just call it what it is, BET's most successful show. Absolutely. Okay? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, I think that there is a way for us uh, to let BET know that we are not happy with that. I got to tell you, I'm an actor on their most watched show, and I'm not happy about that. Right. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, you make your money on the backs of those uh, that you're talking about black entertainers that you, that you make your money on the backs of. And those usually people of color that watch these shows. So again, we're talking about money that's being generated by people of color for an event that is so uh, people of color honoring. Why would you not invest in that? Why would you not say, hey, wow, we absolutely have to honor those that are that uh, uh, are are folks that we are showcasing, and those that are uh, that are patronizing us, why wouldn't we reinvest in them by covering this event? So I would say, in any way that you can, whether it's through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, emails, uh, smoke signals, uh, <laughs> pigeons, whatever way that you can come up with in order to reach out to BET and let them know that you're not pleased. That's fair. I don't think that, and and, and let me just say this, any business person that is representing BET will get that and will do what they can to honor that. Okay. Anybody who takes offense to that is probably not someone that we should have uh, future business dealings with later. And you can see up on the screen right now, all you see are now, Let's just get this right. Thank you, Jake. Most of black America, right, or excuse me, most of America, and we'll call it other, will look at those images and immediately go, wow, just by the sheer number of black and brown people that are there. Now, if you were there, which I was, and incidentally, I had my six-year-old son with me, okay? I even posted this on Facebook. What do you see when you see us? What do you see when, when you see me and my son? Do you see an assailant or do you see an advocate? Do you see a friend or do you see a foe? Right. Because that's all you saw out there. You saw a bunch of friends. You didn't see a bunch of foes. Now, you might have felt that way, but when you got there and you got a chance to experience what that was, you say, you know what? My perception of black and brown people have, has got to change in this environment. Because they're all coming in 
peace. Right. They're all coming in peace. We want the same thing that all of America wants. Right. We want peace. We want the same opportunities for our children. And we want to go down the street and not feel like we're going to be snatched up or tased or shot simply because we're wearing this uniform, right. which is the uniform of a, of a male of color. That's right. That's fair. That is. Um, thank you, Jake. I appreciate you always being on top of things like that. So we, um, and, and, and beyond this, I, I'd like to call people to action because it is always so easy for us to stump on one another. Um, there are a lot of media outlets that continuously portray people of color negatively, yes. perpetuate very negative images, who also did not cover this. Um, while you're boycotting BET for not airing the Million Man March, why not boycott all the other networks that are showing women of color as fighters and liars and whores, um, materialistic, negotiable, and superficial, um, attitudinal, ignorant, and un, uh, you know, unreasonable? There, there is a lot of that. Because so, that is a short minority. Yeah. That is a very small minority. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, Mo the majority of my friends, I, I am the ghettoist in the pack. <laughs> right. You know, I have a friend who is an, an engineer at Nestle, is one of the highest people. The, the, I am the, the, the closest to the ground. And right. I'm a stand-up comic, and I'm at my ear to the ground. Most of us don't behave that way. Right. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. You can call us, 855-878-4652. I will read your tweets and respond, but that will take place after the show. So if you want to be engaged now, you should call. 855-878-4652. Dondre Whitfield is in the house. Jake is with us. And we will be back in a minute. Boom. I'm Zoe Williams. And I'm Dr. Mark Goulston. I'm Jeff Brown. And we make up the Zoe What Morning Show. You can find us here on TRadioV.com every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I make you think. He makes you laugh. And if I get a chance, I'll help you change. Or make you cry with his attempts at humor. Radio in TV. Can you relate? We'll make it happen. Look at Jeff. What you doing? Were you mumbling to yourself? He back there mumbling. To them. To them. What it do is your man Money B from Digital Underground asking everybody to check out the Going Way Back show. Your home for classic hip-hop. Raw and uncut. Join me. And me, DJ Always. As well as Ty Teasy bringing you the old school new news. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here. On T-Radio V. That's right. Radio in TV. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Edie Don from The Real Talk Show. I want y'all to check me out every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Real life, real music, real sex, real everything. It's a real world. Check us out every Tuesday, The Real Talk Show, right here on T Radio V, radio and TV. What's up, y'all? This your boy Crazy Bone. Man, I'm the bum Keith G, man. And whenever you sitting at home and can't shake the monkey off your back, yeah, yeah. 
then just know every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m., right. you can tune in to the Quick Fix and get your fix on, man. Right here on TRadioV.com, baby. Radio and TV. So how they gonna see us on the radio then? Radio, I, I don't know. Or is it TV and radio? But it's, it's one it, of them. I gotta figure this radio and TV thing out though, bro. I don't it's understand. Together. I'm gonna get tell my together. mom what we, how she gonna see get us. Get it together. I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up. But if God got us, then we gon' be alright. You're an idiot, David Arnold. And he didn't say stuff. He said shh-ish. The, the, the bad word that I won't say. And we are back at uh, Dondre's Periscoping. David Dude. Arnold is hating on David us. David Arnold was was uh, on my Periscope, and he said, I need to get my ish together. And I was like, who is this? And then I read it. It was stupid David Arnold. We have a phone call. We have somebody calling. Uh, welcome. Thank you for calling. Hi. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Who are we speaking with? Uh, my name is Jasmine, but on Twitter, my Twitter name is Ms. Jazzy Peach. I, were you on my Twitter today? Yes, ma'am. I'm so impressed. Let me tell Can I just say how impressed I am to see someone young, beautiful, and with depth and intelligence with a point of view love that oh, thank you that, that, that makes thank my you. twitter feed just it just it just makes me so happy because there's so much talk about twitter about red bottoms and eyelashes yes. to hear yes. somebody right. she was going in she had a I point of it. view she <laughs> defended it she was articulate and i was very very ecstatic <laughs> about it I, I and i'm going that. back and retweeting everything <laughs> after this. i love that thank you by, I was, by the I way, was on my lunch break too, doing all that. Can can you reveal your age or no? I'm 27. 27. See, yeah. So so like in 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 like in real people in real people age, you're like 35 because women they're like they're so much uh, older like mentally and emotionally More than mature. us guys because our prefrontal cortex doesn't get developed till much later on. So <laughs> that yeah. that would explain why why she's so intelligent. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So you had you were you had some points that you wanted to make that you made on Twitter, and I, I would like to give you a venue for that because you made some valid points. Oh, well, I, if I feel like the young lady that I was um, talking to, I think her point was the bigger picture is we need to boycott all, a lot of TV outlets, not just BET. And I was um, trying to get her to understand, like, I hear where you're coming from, but we have to start somewhere. And she wasn't quite getting that. Right. And basically what I boiled it down to was, yes, boycotting multiple networks is the bigger picture. But boycotting BET is the picture that needs to be seen right now. Like, the Million Man March was something that a lot of people took notice of. And after noticing that these major outlets didn't even cover it, we got angry. You know, right. there's been this talk within the black community about how BET is not really showing the best images of us. We've had that talk within the black community for years. And right. now finally people, because of the Million Man March and the fact that they didn't cover it, shows us like, whoa, that's pretty messed up. This is black entertainment television, and they're not even going to cover an event that's about us that affects us so yeah we we should start with BET and everybody else next 
Well, I think that um, I think that that's a valid point. I believe that um, speaking from your your demographic, because you are younger to the target demo of BET, it speaks volumes. Because I think young people get a bad rap now. Like everybody keeps saying, "Oh, the millennials and this yeah. this group of people that they're you know." There are a lot of sharp young people out there that have a consciousness and, you know, have a For level certain. of depth that are they they have to because they're For they're certain. the ones that are going to carry the torch and they're going to be, you know, and and I think that that's a valid point. I think that that's a valid point. Well, I think one of the things that allows them to be so sharp is the fact that they have so many news outlets that we didn't have access to right. when we were kids. You know, they've got smartphones yeah. and. You know, and the the that's the, how I got it. That's how yes. I learned about a yes. lot of stuff is through social media yes. and people sharing things. And you know, like what you were saying, like a lot of people might they want to share Louis Vuittons and stuff like that. And so I kind of went through a cleansing of my social media. Right. And um, you know, on my Twitter page, I purposefully like don't have a lot of people, but I have like a whole bunch of tweets because it was like it's like an old Twitter account, but yeah, I, I cleansed it and then just started following certain pages that was like, okay, I'm going to follow something that's actually going to share real information with me. And that's how I've chosen to use my Twitter and my Instagram. That's just me. That's just my personal way of using it. Right. And that that's good. That's smart. I mean, that um, I, I think if more of us began using our instruments of social media for the the betterment of ourselves, then uh, change would come a lot quicker. Yeah, because it's powerful. It is super powerful. I mean, think about how many times you post something and how that immediately travels, not just across the country, across the world. So if you used your voice to do that, like I tell people all the time, you know, my work as an actor is my career. You know, um, that's a passion of mine, but it's different than my purpose work. My purpose work is the transformative work that I do with males right. to get them to go from being males to becoming men. Right. That's my purpose work. So when I die, if the first thing that someone says is, wow, he was a good actor, then I did something really wrong. Oh, wow. I like that. I like that. For yeah. sure. So. Jasmine, you keep blazing the path. Yes. We need more people like you. And you stay connected with well, us. thank you. We really appreciate you. your point of view. And I think you made a very valid point. And I, 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 that was what, what my, one of my initial reaction was, where do we start? And are we not allowed to jump on? Everybody doesn't, everybody hasn't been aboard the train, but is it okay for them to come ab- along now? The journey is long, and we need as many people as we can get. And so we have to stop alienating each other. Yes. So thank you for calling. Well, thank you. I wasn't expecting that at all. And the fact that it happened, I was like, well, I have to call and just do something. Oh. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're famous now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we put you up on the thing. You up on you up we'll on the see. screen and everything now, baby. You it's official. <laughs> we just blew you up. Well, thank you. Oh, we'll see. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> She's like, oh no. Okay. So stay connected, and we'll hear from you again soon. Okay. All right, y'all All right. take care. All right, you too. Wow. So good to have. A, a, a voice that wants to say something and, and wants to really contribute as opposed to just having like a, a you know, a five second or 10 second, you know, piece of, of, of fame. 
You know. Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's to the point. So now that we're talking about a young woman with a point of view, I'm going to transition over to our next story. <sighs> and I know you have to take a deep, deep breath on that one because yeah. that was your Olivia. Yeah. Your Olivia. Uh, yeah. Raven Simone um, made uh, some commentary on The View, which happens to happen on The View. She looks like Lucy. I'm like, yeah. girl, get this. <laughs> stop it. But, okay, so back, we're going to backtrack. Raven Simone has had such a history with uh, The View. Uh, first, she said that the first lady, Michelle Obama, looked like a monkey. Mm. And um, she didn't understand why the reporter got in trouble. And then she tried to clean it up by saying, we all look like animals. I look like a bird. Then uh, she went on to the sh- on the show to say that she didn't think that Harriet Tubman should be on the $20 bill, mm. that we need to get past that. And now she said that she would never hire somebody with a ghetto name. And her name is Raven hyphen alternate spelling Simone. Simone, right? <laughs> which is like which somebody like would call a half step away. If if you're not, you're a half step away. Right. So uh, this is this is where we get and, and 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 this is my this is my this is my baby. I mean, I I love her. Um, this is why growing up in front of the camera is so difficult right because your most um uh poignant moments whether good or bad are being played out in front of the world right and when you look back at those moments when you become who you really are right or will ultimately be you look back and you go wow I Did believe. I really do that? Yeah. Did I really say that? Mm-hmm. And even her dad, who yes, you know, who who had a uh, not so uh, pleasant comment about her uh, her pleasantries, uh, said uh, every once in a while, you know, I, I love her. She's a great person, but every once in a while, she says some stupid. Right. Uh, and that. I can feel that as a dad. I have an 11-year-old daughter. I have a six-year-old son. And I can imagine there are times when, as a parent, you say, son, daughter, this is what you should do. This is absolutely what you shouldn't do. And the travails of growing up, you sort of experiment. And there are times when you make some decisions or say some things that don't hold you in your best light. Right. And this is one of the moments that she's having right now where she's saying and doing certain things that are not holding her in her best light. Right. And um, I feel bad uh, or feel badly uh, about the fact that it has to play out this way. You know, you can always tell when someone's going through something because they go through extreme changes. So you'll see, you know, like, you know, at one point she's doing color where her hair and she's looking like, you know, it's, it's like cockatoo. a cockatoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad that you knew what I was getting ready to say, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> so where she's looking like a cockatoo, and then she's, you know, dyeing her hair like, you know, smoky gray. And when people are going through through those uh, changes, herself. she's trying to find herself, you know. She's trying to exercise some demons that are, I got to tell you, you know, these kinds of struggles are the struggles of those, uh, this is entitlement struggle. Right. When you grow up in front of the camera 
and you're uh, uh, this big, and uh, and you're struggling throughout that. It's very difficult for people to have empathy for you knowing that this is your biggest struggle. Right. That people are calling you still Olivia because you were that on the Cosby show. Right. But it does has have its painful moments. Yeah. And it make and, and you do struggle with with certain moments because you want to be seen as your own person. Right. You know? There were times when people called me Robert. They would see you in the street, Robert. I'm oh, like, I my remember. name is Andre, you know? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but it's very difficult to sit there and cry uh, pain when people are really crying for real reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't pay my bills. Yep. I can't eat. You know, I'm being tossed up against a car because I'm in the wrong skin. Oh, uh, yeah. And what she has to understand is, is that her platform has to be used for something a lot more powerful than making statements about having, quote unquote, ghetto names. Well, I think... You know, I will say this. Um, Ida Danielle, we're not talking about people who dye their hair constantly. We're talking about Raven, who's obviously going through something in terms of finding her identity. Right. That her changing her hair color constantly, coupled with her not wanting to identify with a race and uh, not wanting to claim a sexual identity, is indicative that she's still trying to find a place. And by continuously saying that she doesn't belong to anything, is very, very telling yes. that she still doesn't have a sense of who she really is because it's always a statement. People who know they are who they are don't have to continuously and constantly go around telling people who they are because they already know. But I, I think that at some point, uh, Jake, I haven't heard you today, I, I would say the view has to be held accountable at some point for the people that they're cho- choosing because the name of the show is The View, and I want to know whose view is this? Is the, These people are obviously not a reflection of the people that they're supposed to be the voices of you have a bunch of you're, Wait, you're, okay are, are you sure about that i think that most people sit around with ignorant thoughts in their head all day long no no i get that but i'm talking about what they represent as a as a whole it is promoting celebrity culture you have a panel of women who have absolutely no concept of what it is to go out and work a real job right now who don't have starving children or just middle America. Just think about the majority of the people. We are always focusing on New York and Los Angeles because we're entertainment industry people and that's where we stay focused. But I'm talking about the majority of the people in the country who are living the average everyday lives that are not part of the 2% of the the population that's making more money than everybody else. So maybe we should have a talk show now that just has like regular people who make regular money and then like you sure we'll pay them like a regular like a, a amount of money that you pay like rich people on television but they don't get it for like five years or something so they can live like normal lives and still stay connected to the way that people have to live and give that point of view but not have the uh, the good side of making all that uh, celebrity money. You know what? I actually think that, and and you may be on to. I'm going to make a little revision to that, Jake. Sure. I think that there should be. Uh, I think that there should be a show where there's a couple of celebrities, and a couple of real folks, sitting around having a roundtable discussion, sort of like the View, because now you have an you have a real exchange. You have a point of view of folks who are living day to day. Who are struggling? Who aren't a part of the of the one or two percent? And then you have folks that have the, uh, the 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 celebrity that people are looking for. But you have uh, a, a perspective from each side, and now 
you have an immediate feedback of someone that's saying, whoa, 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 whoa uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that. people are too chicken shit, though, to actually say mm-hmm. that to a celebrity. Even like a, a low-level celebrity, but when you're sitting there no, next to them, you're like, oh, I don't want to like say I gotta tell you, person upset That's where me. casting comes in. Yeah. Because uh, I, I promise you, they'll find somebody who said, hey, listen, first of all, I'm going to be paying you <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to have the point of view that you have. Yeah. And don't be making friends with this guy because you want a special autograph. You, matter of fact, get that now. Let's get but that see, out of like, the way. I, that goes to to my idea though of paying them because eventually they're going to get out of this, you know, low end bracket but, that they're but, living on. But here's what happens: we will cycle them out. And there, and there <laughs> are people who are not that are not adhering to the social standards of celebrity culture, like. Jennifer Lawrence is one who makes a conscious effort. She'll wear the same dress twice to an awards show. She is. She refuses to be one of them. She gained weight, and she was That's like, awesome. I'm not going to lose weight. I love I'm that. Not, I'm 17 years old. I'm not going to be 110 pounds because the industry tells me either they take me the way I am, and they are. They I, love her for Because I, I got to tell you, not wearing the same thing, at, first of all, you do too many events. For you to not wear the same thing at least once. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There's a lot of times you can't even wear the same things in one night. Dude, it's ridiculous. You know, you got to change between the four places that you it's, go. It's, it's ridiculous. It, 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 we, we have created uh, a space of expectation that is absolutely impossible to live up to unless you're Tom Cruise or, I mean, the upper, upper echelon. Absolutely. And I think... Ida, you said something that was uh, that was really interesting. I think that shows like The View do need to be held responsible for the people that they put on their panels because unlike television shows that are scripted, right, you have an actor who, you know, here's the script. As the actor, I say what's, what's written, mm-hmm. right? But on The View, I'm an actor that gives my point of view. Mm-hmm. This is The View. So now I'm literally employing, I- employing you to give me your point of view. So as the show, I'm responsible for those that I put in front of the camera. Sure. Because it's yeah. actually, I'm employing them to give, to give their point of view. And, and I think there's a difference between a, a Raven Simone and an Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I think Raven Simone is, has lived a charmed life and she has made it She's an actress, and now that she's famous, she gets on this show because of her fame. But mm-hmm. Elizabeth Hasselbeck became a member of that show because of her point of view. And whether you agreed with it or disagreed with it, you respected her because she came with information, but it was based on her point of view. Nobody cared about what Elizabeth Hasselbeck was wearing. Nobody was like, oh, her shoes are, what purse is she? She made it a point to, to let you know who she was, that what she was coming with was that point of view, a, an intelligence, an intellect, an opinion, a story, whatever it was, that was what was brought to the forefront. But with Raven, you see a different hairdo, you see these different jackets, because it, it's really, she really isn't connected to the world like that. And, and now she's being dragged through the mud for saying something that she thought she said in jest. There was actually a young woman named Watermela Andrea, which was the joke of the name that made a response in essence, wow. and that she berated. And the other point that I want to make is that let's not forget that Raven Simone does come from the Bill Cosby camp. 
Yes. And Bill Cosby was very adamant about making a stand about black people and the names that they named their children. Mm -hmm. You know, he made a whole thing, a big issue about this some years ago. And, you know, children are observational learners. Raven is not fully formed yet. You know, she comes from an environment you know the Hillman, the Hillman crowd, and how old is she? How old is she? Ah, crap. Twenties, twenties, early twenties. Somebody, someone said on, uh, someone said on uh, on on my Periscope. They said she's still she's too young to be involved in grown folks' conversation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I thought I thought that was pretty hilarious because when you look at that, where you go, okay, you got to realize that. She really isn't in the space that she's going to be when she's in her 30s. Hold on. She's two months from 30s. She's 29. Is she 29? Yeah. But she's Hollywood 29. Yeah. It's a a different kind of 29. So she was was older when she was younger, and now she's younger when she's older? Exactly. She's a a 29 that's been sheltered. Can can you really realize, like, there are 29-year-old women in Oklahoma that you know are working two jobs there are 29 year old women that are in afghanistan right so Mm -hmm. what's the what's the big problem with her saying this though okay does anybody look at raven simone for like their cues for how to get get of course of course not. there's nobody who's in a hiring position that hears raven simone say this and says okay well raven simone says it so i can now start holding these people down of course not but what you do have to understand is that there are a lot of people that do watch that show and there are gonna they're gonna be uh, plenty of people who are gonna be crushed by that statement because they have grown with her you got to realize she was on shows you know on on the disney channel sure that's so raven i mean a bunch of little black girls used to watch that show and and they have gotten crushed by 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 those kinds of statements and and think about it ida and myself you know when we were having this this talk before we actually came on the air you know we grew up in new york it's really different when that's why i love people um, that that grow up in an environment, not just New Yorkers, but we're taking New Yorkers as an example because I can hear people all over the place. Oh, you get ready, you y'all get ready to be on your New York soapbox. No, has nothing to do with that. People who come from New York, and this is absolutely true, people who come from New York have a different perspective because you're forced to have to deal with people. Yeah. We talked about this before we came on the air. When you get on the train. The person that you think you hate, you're going to be standing right next to like this. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You are forced to deal with that person that you think you hate every single day. So every single day, you are going through a school to uh, on learning how to better deal with people in the world. And in Southern California in particular, you get in your car. If you don't want to, you don't have to deal with anybody. You literally true. get yep. in your yeah. car, you go to valet, yes. you get your ticket, you go get your stupid shoes, you get back in your car, and you go back to your stupid home. Yeah. And you're literally forced to deal with no one, right? The people that you deal with are people that are forced to deal with you the way you want to be dealt with. Hi, may I help you? Oh, you want your stupid shoes? Oh, great. Right? But now, you don't have to deal the way people deal in the real world, 
when you have to get on a train or you have to get on a bus, you have to deal with everyone. You got to deal with Latinos. You got to deal with black folks. You got to deal with white folks. I, I, I told and Ida. In Miami, too. And in my, I claim, right. You know, I claim my Miami. For sure. I, 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 I will never forget dealing with a, a, a Hasidic Jewish person for the first time. And because I was ignorant of having that kind of exchange, I thought that I didn't like them. And really, because I was a kid, what I didn't like was the fact that I was void of having an experience with them. Mm-hmm. But the first time I had an exchange with one, I was like, yo, this, this guy actually is pretty cool. And then we actually played basketball together. And I was like, yo, this guy is dude. I, I'm like, I might be a Hasidic Jew <laughs> because he was actually a cool person. So these kinds of things when people have these kinds of comments and they go off the deep end i think it's it usually has more to deal more to do with the fact that they haven't had a chance to deal with more people in life they haven't developed yes and and the other thing is that everything you say now it comes with such great penalty it is you know there's a mob out there waiting for every single thing that you say I do not in any way condone what Raven Simone said. I thought it was insensitive and I thought it was immature for her to sit there and cackle about young people's names. There are a lot, and, and the, the names that she said, you know, first of all, that is a running joke. It's a, it's a low common denominator joke in the comedy community when totally. people talk about black girls and they'll say, Shaniqua, I actually have a joke about a Shaniqua, but there was, a, she's really a Shaniqua that was bullying my daughter. That's not me making that name up. But what I will say is this, you have to be accountable, uh, Raven, because those young women are the young women that were supporting you and used to watch that so Raven. For and sure. you have to employ some sort of sensitivity to the, the young girls who look at you as their role model. You are the one that they say, I want to be like her. Yep. And um, and as the editor of uh, Ebony Magazine so eloquently said in her open letter to her, your name is Raven hyphen alternate spelling Simone. Yes. Which is very telling that, you know, that you would be subject to the same discrimination. You're sitting across from a woman named Whoopi. Totally. On The View. Totally. You know, totally. Uh, our president's name is Barack. That's right. And, uh, you know, That's and one right. of the most successful women in Hollywood's name is Oprah. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's and not you, a great name. And it's, it's not. <laughs> it is not Victoria. It's not Victoria. <laughs> yeah. It's not the name where you would where you would normally get like the call, uh, the callback uh, for the, you know, the, the job interview because it's not, quote unquote, common. Right. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys both have names that could be construed. I as got a name that's so awful. It's Dondre. When I was, it's awful. It's it's cooler now because I'm 45 years old and I own it. But when you're a kid, people are like, "What dungeon, Dandra? What is what?" <laughs> and listen, <laughs> being named A I D A. That's real. <laughs> during a time where AIDS was booming, sure was not yeah. fun. Okay, because people would call me Ada AIDS. But uh, and that was awful to be associated with the most deadly disease on the planet at the time. And later I had to find out my name is Egyptian. My name is Ida. Um, Ethiopia was a matriarch and the queen was Ida. Did you hear what she just said? Now she's Egyptian. She's not even Puerto Rican now. No, no, but I had to find out. Listen, uh, let me. the reason yeah. why I tell you this, this is the point. She's the anti-Raven Simone. I had to find out what my name meant 
to get some sense of pride That's and great. dignity about yes. it because it had been dragged through the mud so much that I researched it and found out about my name and that wait, gave wait, wait, me power in it. Could you just ask your mom, like, mom, what did you think this meant? No, because I, I'm, my gra- I'm named after both of my grandmothers. So both of them. So it was a hand-me-down name yeah, from there. Yeah. Not hand-me-down name. Kind, kind of hand-me-down. Kind of hand-me-down. It was a hand-me-down. Names, you know. It was like big. It was like big jeans. My a friend Ida Danielle is on is on Periscope <laughs> right now. But you know, I had to find out what my name meant. My name is it, it, it. It's come from. It comes from. There's a whole Broadway musical about my name, but I didn't know yes. that. And in the hood. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, and if Whitney Houston would have been on television and made fun of my name and said, oh, my name is Whitney. I that would have never, crushed you. I would have, because um, I loved her. She yes. was like, I wanted to be her. Yes. So to me, it's just, I understand what that means. And I think you got to be conscious of that stuff when you're cracking those jokes yep. because- there, everything is already pouncing on you, young little black girls. For Every sure. magazine says you're not pretty. For so sure, you don't need your hero or role model saying something's wrong with your name. For too. sure, especially For sure. when it's Raven hyphen alternate now, spelling Simone. I, I got a lot to say about Jake. Like anybody named Jake, sure, is probably <laughs> like you know. They probably think you got a trust fund. <laughs> You're a third. I'm not a fan of this probably trust fund thing. But probably. Yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's just that those are the assumptions that are made by your name. That's right. Whereas the assumption by somebody named. And think about the assumptions. Look, think about the assumptions of a, of a guy named Jake wearing a headband. Sure. Like I, I, You should be able to tell everything about me just by looking and hearing my name. <laughs> And you know, and we don't know. You're part of some elite group. You told he me he could be a, like I look. At, you look at this guy, and you'd be like, Jake. He's got a headband. He's a drummer. Or it could be a member of Mensa. Uh, there you go. Nobody would ever question either. <laughs> he is right. But if your name is Water Melant, I don't even know how to say it. I don't even it. know how to say it. And I'm not going to diss the girl's name. No, but if your a, name is Watermelon, Water Melandria is what she said. Wow. It would. You know, Watermelandria. Yeah. What, that's, imagine that's what harsh. comes with that. Well, you know, and, and she didn't name herself. She didn't name herself. She didn't name herself. But what she becomes of, what becomes of her is up to her. That's and, right. You know, it's not on us to to make fun of somebody. Just that. like, despite everybody's, I did not name myself. My mother named me. And mm-hmm. if you got a problem with Dondre, you need to take it up with my mother. And I got to tell you, that is a losing battle. <laughs> there are some names you're allowed to make fun of, though, right? Like um, if there was a kid named Hitler or if there was a kid. Hitler. Like, it all comes from like a parent who just doesn't kind of care that no, much. Well, you know, there was a there was a man. Was there? That was a guy trying. They took their children away from them. Remember those people that named were trying, Hitler? He was trying to name his child Adolf Hitler. And you uh, should have your children taken they from were you. taken away. You should have your children taken away from you if you're trying trying to name your child Hitler. Yeah, they were they were and they they um yeah, they took all three of their That's kids. That's why I away changed my me. name. Because I'm kidding. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, they took, their, they Hitler. took all three of the kids away. Hey, we're down to three awful. minutes. Do you have anything that you feel like saying for us? Uh my I'll say it for you. I feel like I've said it all today. But um You guys stayed here. I love it. I will say this. Um, I believe that we all have to be held to a higher standard. Yes, we do. And I think that it's very, very easy to hide behind social media to say whatever it is that you think that you want to say. 
But that's being a coward. I think if you really want to say something to someone, why don't you stand up to them and say it to them in their face? There are so many, many cowards on social media right now uh, taking on, you know, Ben Carson. You want to talk to Ben Carson? Uh, I, I, I'm really pissed off right now. I, I think that if you want to use social media for something, use it for good, use it yes. for intelligence, use it to spread something powerful. If you really want to diss somebody, even when you came for Raven, by dissing Raven, you're being the bully that you're, you're, you are you know, disgraced by or you're disgusted by. Mm -hmm. So when you take it upon yourself to address something in in a way in which you're exhibiting the behavior that you're criticizing, you are that which you are criticizing. So you have to be conscious of that. Don't hate on Raven. Raven is doing a good job at doing that by herself. There is some self-hate going on with her that obviously is coming out in the things that she's saying about black people. She'll come home. They always come home. That's for sure. I'll say it for you. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely try to, to do more in the way of uh, of edifying people with our social media and not diminishing them. I think that's uh, that's the big takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ben Carson, if Jewish people had guns during the Holocaust, <laughs> how about if the Germans didn't? <laughs> That would not be the solution. I can't stand victim blaming. And um, yeah, I'm very disappointed horrible. in hearing that a brain surgeon is saying some of the things that he's saying out Yeah, loud. come on, man. It's not brain surgery. Ah! But i bum! Uh, I'll be at Flappers tonight, Jacksonville, this weekend at the Comedy Zone, October 15th through the 17th. Come see a show. Um, and you can find me at funnyaida.com. Dondre, tell them where you're at. Uh, I am at Dondre Whitfield, uh, Instagram, uh, all Dondre. And if you don't feel like boycotting BET tonight, watch me tonight on Real Husbands of Hollywood with my man Kevin Hart. There it is. Boom. What, what about you, Jake? Uh, you can always find me here at uh, on the Grand Theft Audio Show, and uh, starting in two weeks, I'm going to be starting a new show called Too High with Jake. So, um, Hashtag yeah. headband. Bald dude. <laughs> bald dude. Word. Robert is what they called you. Bald dude, bald dude Robert? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Dondre will be back. Yes. Um, we love him here. Thank you, Sally. Sally was all Sally's <laughs> idea. Um <laughs> Please come back next week. We have a great show for you. Tell them bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. Hey, get your I'll Say It For You shirt, funnyaida.com. If you're one of my truth tellers, you should be wearing the uniform. I'll Say It For You. Truth from peace. I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Skimming. And let me tell you about my... You are watching T-Radio Me. Radio and TV.